Hello and welcome to the Machinery Safety Matters podcast with your host, Barry Shepherd. Today I want to talk about your role within the machinery lifecycle. I want to discuss what they are and how your responsibilities could change as time moves on. One of the first things to understand when dealing with machinery safety and compliance is not just the application of the machine itself, but also the definition of your role within the process, as this will determine which tasks become your responsibility and which ones you should seek to have completed for you, possibly by somebody else. There are seven types of roles that I want to discuss when dealing with machinery and they all have their own specific requirements. The important thing to consider is what your intentions are when dealing with the machinery application. This may seem like an obvious question, but you could be using the machine yourself or providing it to your employees, you could be manufacturing the machine, or you could be buying or selling the machine. If it's not fully understood, you might end up missing out some important steps, and you could end up carrying out unnecessary steps, or end up with conflicting ideas, and you can come become stuck by not knowing what the next steps are. The aim of this podcast is to make those steps clear for what each and every one of those specific roles are that I'm going to discuss with you. Firstly, I'm going to talk about the role of the user. I think it's the one that we are all mostly familiar with, but what does it actually mean to be a machinery user? When considering your role, look at the short-term involvement. Think about what is your immediate function with this machine. Once you have bought it, You may have modified it, you may have sold it, and it may have been possible that you've taken on each and every one of those roles. And there might be only a short space of time between each one of them. There are lots of other roles and I'm going to dig into them a little bit later. So a user, you're going to be the one who's going to benefit from the function of that machine as intended by the manufacturer. The user will be able to use it without having to carry out any kind of intrusive or redesigned work. The machine will be complete in its physical form. It won't need any further work within its inherent design or makeup and it will be supplied with all its documentation. It will have a declaration of conformity and it will have some kind of mark on there to match that designation, so CE mark for example. You will not be required or expected to undertake any work in relation to its conformity or to any regulations or directives. It will though, however, require a risk assessment. And this is where the provision and use of work equipment regulations, also known as PUA, which is a great framework to follow by the way. This must be done before it's put into service and into a working environment. There are other conditions when PUA applies, but for now, I'm going to concentrate on new machinery You can't rely on a pure assessment if the machine has been supplied only with a declaration of incorporation. For this, you will still have to meet the obligations of the manufacturer. I'm going to cover them shortly. Also, be mindful of other regulations that may apply to the machine that you're going to use. So, for example, if the machine is designed to lift, then... The Lifting Operations and Lifting Equipment Regulations, 1998, also known as LOLA, 
will apply in this instance. Also, you might need to think about the Electricity at Work Regulations 1989 and also think about the Personal Protective Equipment at Work Regulations 1992. For Pura, there are four approved codes of practice that may apply depending on your machine. There's one that is general to all machines. There's one for woodworking machines, power presses and one for rider operated trucks. So make sure that you're aware of these if you're going to be providing or using any of these kinds of machines. All that information is free from the HSE website. I'll put a link in the show notes, so have a look out for that after this episode. You could fall into the role of a manufacturer if your intentions are to change or modify the machinery after you have acquired it. If you intend to change elements of a machine that will affect its safety, its performance, its use or function to allow it to be able to do something else, then you must start the risk assessment process and put in control measures to deal with those hazards. Don't worry, I will be doing an in-depth podcast in the next few weeks on how to manage those hazards. But for now, I'm just going to discuss each of those specific areas in which you would start to become the manufacturer. So for example, if you're going to alter the safety, then this could be something as simple as changing the safety-related controls from a hardwired safety relay to one that uses a safety PLC. This will introduce hazards not known by the original manufacturer. If you're thinking about changing the performance of the machine, this is where you start thinking about altering the limits of the machinery. So you could be looking for more throughput, you could be making the machine run faster than it was originally designed to do, it could be handling heavier units or smaller products or larger products. All of these things need to be considered. If you're thinking about changing the use, This is where you change how the operator interacts with the machine. This may take on a different task. You become the manufacturer if you think about changing the use of the machine. Now this could be how you change how the operator interacts with the machine. That may take on different tasks that introduce additional hazards that were not identified by the manufacturer. You may decide you want to change the function. So you could change or alter what it was designed to do in the first place by adding another element to the original part of the machine. You need to understand which type of declaration that has been supplied with the machine. If it has been supplied with a declaration of incorporation, then it would mean you have to take on the role and the duties of the manufacturer and complete the steps for CE marking before putting it into service. You can of course subcontract this process out if you don't have the right kind of skills or knowledge or you may even have a lack of time. You will be required to assemble a technical construction file to contain all of the relevant supporting evidence for applying the CE mark on the machine. Interchangeable equipment is not an issue in this instance, so you don't need to worry about having to recertify a machine simply because you have added an attachment that has already been supplied by the manufacturer. You will be responsible for putting the machine on the market or into service for the very first time, either after it has first been manufactured or altered, as I have already mentioned. As a buyer, you'll be somebody who will acquire a machine for their business to either sell or use for themselves. 
They may pass that machine on internally within the business or externally for use or for modification with a view to selling it, or you may even want to keep it. You will need to understand what you're getting as part of the procurement process, whether this is a fully complete machine or a partly complete machine. This may seem strange to accept a partly complete machine, but sometimes this is acceptable as a supplier may only make a mechanical machine without controls, or it may even be at the request of the procuring business. If it is an incomplete machine, then it should have been provided with a declaration of incorporation. Make sure you receive this. There are some basic checks that need to be carried out. Look out for a podcast coming up soon and I'm going to discuss the essential features of a declaration of incorporation. You should also receive assembly instructions so that you know how to put the machine together. All these simple checks can be done before you agree to procure or place an order. If the machine is a complete turnkey solution, then it should have been provided with at least a declaration of conformity. Again, I've got another podcast coming up which will go into so much more detail about a declaration of conformity. So these are the things you need to check for. So check it's got a conformity mark, so it could be CE, UKCA, UKNI, etc. Check the supplier is advised on the intended use. You need to check that the supplier has advised on ways in which it could foreseeably be misused. Check that a manual has been supplied and is written in the language of your community in which it's going to be used. They should also supply maintenance instructions. So just to note, these don't have to be written in the local community language if maintenance is going to be carried out by specialist personnel to the place it was installed. So you may have your own people go to another country to maintain and repair that machine. So those instructions would be in their language and not necessarily where the machine is going to be supplied. There should be a list of inherent risks that could not be designed out. There should be information on the noise levels and vibration where relevant. This would be used to advise operators on the use of hearing protection. Ensure that any warnings are on the machine and make sure that they are visible. Carry out an audit of the machine along the lines of Pure. If you fall into the role of supplier or distributor, so you must ensure that before you sell it in the UK or Europe, make sure that it's accompanied with the appropriate declaration, a conformity for complete machines and an incorporation for an incomplete machine. If it's a second-hand machine, you will also have to supply in accordance with Section 6 of the Health and Safety Work Act 1974 which means that it must, as far as reasonably practicable, be safe to use and pose no risk when it is being used, when it's been set, cleaned or maintained as intended, which will be detailed in the instructions that you must provide when you sell or pass on the equipment. As an importer, you must ensure that the product isn't sold or advertised unless it meets conformity and that it has an appropriate marking on it. Again, incomplete machines should have a declaration of incorporation and complete machines to have a declaration of conformity.
and you are required to keep a copy of the documentation for 10 years just in case the authorities may request to see it. You are responsible to ensure that the product that is being imported is in conformity. If you have any reason to believe that it is not, then you must remove it from the market immediately and seek to get it brought into conformity and inform the relevant authorities of your concerns. If you're hiring out equipment, then you must ensure that it is adequately maintained and is supplied with proper instructions for use. You may have to ensure that the product is thoroughly examined before it is made available for use. These responsibilities are part of Section 6 of the Health and Safety Work Act. If you know of something that poses a risk to the persons using the equipment, then you must take the necessary steps that as far as reasonably practicable that the company you have acquired have been informed of the issue. This is detailed in Section 6D of the Health and Safety Work Act. If you are an installer of equipment, then you must follow the manufacturer's instructions. But you do have a responsibility to ensure that if you are altering an existing machine or installation, that it is safe. If you think that by carrying out the work that it will result in something that is no longer safe, then you must report it both to the manufacturer and the end user of the equipment, preferably in writing. If you get into any difficulties, then you should report this to the relevant authorities who may have a statutory powers in place to take action. You will need to make it safe so that people are no longer at risk of injury. So in summary, you are a user if you intend to operate it as intended by the manufacturer. You are a manufacturer if you put the machine into service for the very first time. You are a buyer if you you are a buyer if you're going to acquire it and not make any changes to the machine. You're a supplier or distributor if you choose to pass on that machine and do nothing with it. You're a supplier or distributor of a machine if you don't make any changes to it and then pass it on to a, another person or business. You're an importer if the product has been sourced from the outside of the area to where it is being used. You're a hirer if the product is going to be used on a short term basis by somebody who is not employed by you. And lastly, you could be an installer if you are following other instructions, but you can be employed or self-employed. Thanks for listening to me. And if you know of anyone who would benefit from what I have just discussed, then please do share it. Also, if you have anything you would like to hear me discuss in an upcoming podcast, drop me a line in the usual social media channels. Also check the show notes for important resources and links. If you liked it, then please hit that subscribe button. This helps make the show grow to reach more and get more people talking about machinery safety. So when machinery safety matters, remember the Machinery Safety Matters podcast. Until next time, bye for now.